Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast being recorded in the mobile studio at Seal Hain. The mobile studio has got, uh, it's got an aerial on the roof, but it's not as big as you'd expect. It's not quite as big as <laughs> it is. Um, yes, it's car-shaped. It's a slightly grey morning out here at Seal Hain. We've been slightly delayed because... Uh, the gaffer and Aaron were late getting down because of animals in the road. No specific animals, just animals. No specific animals. I like to think that the ark has crashed. (laughs) Animals in the road. Shed load of animals. Um, Talking of animals on the road, we'll talk a little bit about Atletico Madrid later on. Uh, And Torquay will need to be animals on the road because they're off to Woking tomorrow. Absolutely. Tough, tough game. Absolutely. Always a tough game up at Woking. We'll talk about that in a little while. But... uh, Gary got here um, despite the delays and uh, we've just had a, a really good chat with him. Yeah. Uh, voices you'll hear are the Plainmore Press team, uh, the BBC and us, so it was quite a busy press conference. And you'll hear some birds as well. It's been very, it was very tweety <laughs> out there today. It was very today. tweety. And you'll also hear the the mower going yes. to and fro yes. in the background. So that's explained all the sound effects. Let's uh, have a listen to what Gary says and we'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. There's only one place to start, obviously, with last week's game against Knott County. How uh, did you feel that your game, plan, your game plan was almost perfectly played out? Yeah, we, we did feel that. Um, I was proud of what the, the boys did on the day. You know, there was a lot of thought that went into it, as it does sort of every game. Uh, and then, as you say, sometimes, um, Nearly everything comes off, and it was one of those days where we were very pleased of the work that was done and executed on the day. And uh, so it's nice to remember it by the Manager of the Week award. <laughs> uh, now, moving on to this weekend with two games in quick succession, starting with a trip to Woking tomorrow. Uh, Woking obviously have a new manager in Darrell Sol. Um, what are you expecting against a team that we've had a good rivalry with in recent times? Well, he's, uh, obviously he's moved over from Yeovil, so I wouldn't have thought he'd changed the way he likes to play at Woking. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, probably a good time to be Woking manager, I think. You know, we've got a little bit more investment coming up. Um, and they've had a, you know, a decent couple of games with, with him in charge. What you know is, is that... Uh, you're always going to be in a battle, you know. It's uh, the way he likes to play. You know, you have to turn up and compete first and foremost. And uh, they're always a a big side, and so you have to deal with that side of it as well. Um, yeah, no. Listen, we always look forward to going down to Woking. I do, because you know we've had a, an association as a family with Woking, and they've always looked after us, so we appreciate that. Um, but you know, we're on the pitch, we're always very competitive as they are, and uh, you know we've had some great days down there, and um, hopefully we can try and get another great day. Now we're seven points outside those magic playoff plates, and with six points up for grabs this weekend, 
would you say this is a great chance to close that gap even further? Absolutely. Uh, we, we've, you know, we can't go saying to the lads that we've got to win 10 games on the trot. What we've got to do is win the next game. And that's what you have to put all your efforts into. And then if you win that game, you've got to win the next game. If you lose that game, then you've got to still just carry on thinking about only the next game because you're still in it until it's mathematically impossible to get to at least seventh spot. You can't think too far ahead. You've got to just deal with the here and now. And, uh, and that's what we'll do. And I think we've got the players thinking that way. Um, you know, they're all, as I said about Notch County, they're all uh, mini playoff games now because we're getting to absolutely the business end of the season. And as you can see, and as I said a few weeks ago, 19 games ago, uh, we haven't given up and we're going to give it a go and we've, we've carried on that mentality throughout. Now with 12 goals and only one conceded in the last three games, is it good to see that although we've been tight at the back for, for quite a while, that we're finally starting to take those chances that we've been creating but maybe not taking in, in, in recent times? Yeah, I think that's been very important to, to our form uh, over the last few games. We, we have taken a fair percentage of our chances, whereas previously, you're right, um, we were having chances but not actually taking them. So I'm hoping, you know, that uh, the boys' confidence is, it, you know, it's got to be high at this moment in time. You know, we've we've had enough wins and enough good games for their confidence to be high. So they're they're almost in credit, and when you're in credit as a striker. You don't, you know, you're not too worried about missing one because you know you're going to have a, another couple of chances because we have, we've always created chances. So um, I'm pleased because the, the, you know, the goals are still being spread around. I know Armani and, and Connor um, got their goals this week, but uh, you know they've been midfield players. Armani's a midfield player, you know. So we, um, you know, right, he's got his couple over the last few weeks. So it's good that that we're. We're getting goals at, the, at a good time, and uh, and we're getting enough to win games. And finally, on a side note, this week, you know you don't like looking back too much, but three years ago this week that we won the National League South title. Still, great memories of that that season. Great memories. Um, it was important that the club got back to the National League at least very quickly. Um, you know, it was a, wasn't an easy thing to do because there's some good teams in the National South. So, but, uh, you know, we give it a go. Unfortunately, we, we lost a few players um, when uh, we didn't quite make it. It's not our fault <laughs> um, in, the, in the playoffs. So we, we lost players uh, after the National League. Otherwise, we'd have, um, to get out of the National League, otherwise we, we'd have had a good couple of seasons, of course. So. Uh, no, we've got to do it as soon as possible because the longer you wait um, uh, to get into the Football League, uh, the more difficult it sort of becomes. So you know, we had a little bit of a hangover at the start of this, this season from, from what happened to us. And uh, then we had to build again and we feel that we've got the team now to, uh, to push on and we will do for the rest of this season. And then we'll have to wait and see what happens at the at the end of the season to us. Um, 
then. So you know, it'd be a lot easier if he was a football league club than still in the national league. Gary, thanks for your time today, and good luck tomorrow at Logan. No problem. Thank you. Gary, um, Woking looked pretty good when they came down here uh, earlier in the season. I mean, in a way, it shows how well Torquay have, uh, have responded to that. You've gone sailing past them, really. Yeah. Um, I'm, as I say, I'm really pleased with our second half of the season. And uh, we, we do seem to be picking up the, the right amount of points to at least get a challenge in. And uh, I think teams now that are in you know, fifth, sixth, seventh maybe, and teams that are just ahead of us and teams that are just behind us, they know that we're in, we're in the battle now. You know, so if we can have a good Easter, then uh, that will be very handy to go into the, the, you know, the last sort of handful of games. Um, and if we do have a good Easter, then of course we'll be even, even closer. But uh, yeah, Woking had a good start to, the, to their season and we had a, uh, an indifferent start. Did we get a sending off that day or did something happen? Yeah, that, sure we Yeah, we got a sending off, didn't we? And uh, we, was, we didn't have a lot of luck early part of the season. But um, anyway, um, they're decent enough. And with a new, new manager coming in, you know, there'd be a little bit of a excitement. I think it's his first home game. Um, and they were getting good crowds anyway, so uh, we'll have to see. You know, there there'll probably be a, a good atmosphere there t tomorrow, which is uh, which is good news for everybody because we're we're enjoying the good atmosphere atmospheres at the moment, especially at home. And there's a little bit of history between the two sides as well, so <laughs> it all builds up for that tasty encounter you're referring to. It'll definitely be a tasty encounter. There's no no doubt about that. I mean, whether Wokings still see that they, you know, uh, I don't think they're they can get relegated uh, and I don't think they can get promoted. But what they can do is the manager will need to show what he can do with that team. And, uh, and he'll, you know, it's a, a, a personal thing for, for him that he, you know, he wants to start off well at his new club. Um, we've got to be ready with that. They have got competitors in their team, that's for sure. And uh, so it's not going to be like a Notch County game, um, you know, where they're going to have lots of possession and you know, you, you're going you're gonna to need to win territory at times and uh, certainly that's what they'll do. How do you see that race for the playoffs now? Well, I see that we've still got as good a chance as, uh, um, certainly a lot better chance than we had 19 games ago. You know, we've got ourselves in a, in a position where it's not in our hands, but we, we, we're in it, you know, you, you can't say we're not in it. And I'm sure our odds of getting into the playoffs are getting better as far as, you know, getting in the playoffs. And uh, so that's what I think. I think we're, we're well in it. One defeat and some people will say we're not in it. But as I say, until it's mathematically impossible, we'll just keep going. But at the moment, because we play Grimsby, Dagenham, uh, Chesterfield, you know, we, we've got we've got some big games to come against teams that you, we need to play in our situation. And sure. um, Sinclair Armstrong obviously did very well here earlier in the season. Has just joined Aldershot. Were you hoping to try and bring him back, or were you not able to anyway? We was hoping to bring him back, um, and of course we were disappointed 
but he didn't come back. But his parent club, QBR, decided that uh, it was better to keep him more local. Uh, they wanted to go and watch him personally, regularly, and also I believe that they, they wanted him training with, with them for most of the week. And then obviously he didn't have a long journey like to us to play. It's just up the road really to, to Aldershot and um, it meant that it was easy for him to, you know, the location wise, to play there. But uh, I think when they decided that, uh, Aldershot didn't look as so much in trouble as they are now. Um, and uh, we didn't want him playing against us. We knew he'd gone there, um, but he was on international duty when we played Aldershot, so that was good. Uh, he did great for us. You know, QPR have done us proud anyway. And now, let's hope he has a fantastic spell at Aldershot because they're playing all our rivals. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, maybe we schemed it between us. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. No problem. We talked a little bit about Woking tomorrow, but there's another game. They come thick and fast at this point in the season, don't they? Eastleigh at home on Monday. Should be another big crowd at Plainmore. But, I mean, there's special problems with having games coming so quickly one after another with the squad, aren't they? Yeah, there is, because we haven't got a particularly big squad. Not Certainly not as far as our um, opponents are concerned, like, or our teams that are above us. Some of them can put out two and three squads. But when you're enjoying your football, the boys want to play, you know, and they're happy to play on whatever it is, you know, Friday, Monday, and then again, uh, you know, later on we got three games last week of the season. So, now if it's going well, then the then boys are, are happy to play, and we have to manage them in training. Um, you know, me and Downsy have to think about their legs, think about their mental mentality, because we want them uh, 100% going into each game. So we we do make sure that we we manage them and make sure that in their own heads and in their legs that they're ready for the next one. Good to hear from Gary. You can probably hear the birds tweeting in the background here as we've got the car window open as well. But... Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's, you say it's grey, but it's actually it's not cold and it's 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 nice it's, and fresh. I'm obviously heading into a busy Easter weekend for football. Um, much to discuss this week. We'll talk about the Notts County game. You can tell me about that because I wasn't there. <laughs> we'll talk about Woking and Eastleigh. Uh, weren't you at the, 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 big, the last time we had a really big win? I, I missed the Wheelstone game. The Wheelstone yes. game. Yeah, the yeah. game. When, yeah. when we score five goals, I'm not there. Yeah. So. Um, didn't you text me after the game on Saturday <laughs> to say, right, that's it, I'm not coming to any I, home well, games again? I'm probably banned, to be honest, because <laughs> every time I'm away, we, we win. I'll tell you what well. happened to me. I, I forgot to mention this uh, to the guys up there. I'll tell you what happened to me on Saturday as I was walking away from, uh, from, from the game um, because uh, I, I, I didn't hang around to, to listen to Gary speak. I thought I'd pick it up the next morning on, uh, on the official club website. And... Uh, Gary rang me as I was walking away from the ground. Yeah. And I, I looked at the I looked at the name and I thought, well, that's a bit weird. It's only about twenty minutes since since the game's ended. Am I going to get a massive exclusive? Yeah. And uh, no, I, I answered the phone and I could just hear him chatting away to someone and he oh, he pocket, pocket dialed me. Pocket dialed by the gaffer. I know. And there you go, the gaffer who is the Vanarama Manager of the Week, which sounds like one of Harry Hill's jingles. Yeah, apparently there is there is no there is no trophy or prize to no, go with that. But uh, Vanarama Manager of the Week, that's good. And as somebody pointed out on social media, back at the you know four or five weeks into the season, 
it felt a very long way away. The team wasn't gelling, but now they're right bang back on form. They're on the graph. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still keeping that graph, and they are the dot is right on the line now where Gary wanted them to be at two points per game. Listener, I can assure you that... Ev- listener, singular. <laughs> listener, singular. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure that every every after every game, I get a, I get a tweet, a texted uh, update of the graph, don't I? Yeah, 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 I'm very proud of my graph. Yeah, it's looking yeah. good. We'll have, to, we'll have to put it up. We might even do a special edition uh, end-of-season print of the graph. <laughs> the gra- All right, I'll, I'll make sure I keep it uh, going. I think we'll probably have one customer. Now, Rich, I was in London last weekend. You were. You um, were. My, my granddaughter was born last week. All, all a grace. So I was up in London tent doing grandfatherly duties and driving in and out of central London to yeah. uh, collect. So I wasn't at the game. Did I miss much, Rich? No, not really. It was rubbish. <laughs> you did say afterwards you wouldn't have enjoyed that at no. all. It was hopeless. I've watched the highlights. Armani Little's first goal. We, we'll talk about iconic goals a little bit later yeah, on. But okay. what a goal that is. When filmed from the pop side. Yeah, the, 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 that image from the pop yeah. side or that, that video from the pop side that someone's uploaded to Twitter is, it, you know, you can see the angle and the curl yeah. and the... What a oh, goal that The is. goalkeeper standing there watching it. It was, a, it was a beauty and it was a great way to start a game. It was. I mean, we, we, we did look really good straight away. I mean, obviously, Gary had, had impressed on the players that he wanted them to start with some real kind of high-tempo high, high tempo football yeah, and, yeah. and that's what they did. And, and It was wasps at the picnic again. It was. And, the and, famous and, and, wasps and at the picnic. I, I was speaking to Gary on Tuesday, to, talking to him about, you know, f, f, when I was writing stuff for the paper and... Um, there was. It's interesting to look at those goals, but go back further mm. and see the build-up to them. Yeah. Because um, the build-up to that goal is great, and then it, it ends up with with Stephen Warner. I'm almost sure it's Stephen Warner, just inside the box, and he holds it for for an age. Yeah. Because there's no there's no out there's no angle for him to put a cross in. There's no. He's got a couple of players around him. And he holds it long enough for them, for, for, for almost like the wasps to be attracted yeah, to him. Yeah. And then he just lays it off to Armani, like who picks yeah. picks his spot and top corner. And yeah, it's beautiful. And then, of course, we're 2 0 up in 14 yeah. minutes. Oh, it's, I, I mean, there were good goals by the look of it on the video. I've only seen the video evidence. In fact, there were six good goals. Fair play, Notts County scored a cracker as well. Mm. Well, but, the second one was a great through ball to Danny Wright. I can't remember who played the through ball, unfortunately, but Danny Wright. Kind of took it along the byline and, mm. and and laid in a low cross, and from from where I was sitting, because I would have been behind Connor Lemon A. Evans going into that that cross, it looked like he just got there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But actually, when you see it from the other angle, he's he's got there well in front of the defender that's marking him, and uh, and it, it was a classy classy goal. It was a good piece of positioning, and a good layoff or good yeah. cross by by, by uh, Danny Wright. And a match ball and a hat trick for Connor yeah. Hay Evans. Delighted with that. Yeah. I mean, Connor, we've talked a lot about Connor on this podcast. Well, this he season. can be frustrating, and I, I, I've, you, I've made no secret about it. You, you, you are frequently frustrated. I am frequently frustrated. But, as we said the other day, you know, you take, you look at the the stats, and you look at the assists, <clears> you look at the goals that he's got. He's involved in pretty much everything that Torquay do. But he just has a way of playing. He holds the ball and holds the ball and holds yeah. the ball and takes an extra touch. And, you know, you and I are sat there screaming, move the ball quicker, but Connor knows what he's doing. And the goals and the assists prove it. I don't think it. the gaffer wants to big him up too much. No. No, OK. <laughs> right. OK, he's very frustrating he's player. bloody um, annoying. 
any managers, any managers listening. Nightmare. It'd be a, it's a, it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like him. Don't sign him. Um, but between you and me in this yeah, guy he, and, he, our he, one, he, and our one listener, and our, and our listener, isn't he playing well? Yeah, uh, honestly, the the, 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 obviously we're two 0 up now, and the way that we've been talking through the, the goals, and now, uh, the, 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 they, they got a goal back. Yeah. Um, seventieth yeah. minute, quite late to make yeah. it two one, seventy something minute. Um, that was a great strike. They, they, they did have their periods, uh, yeah. not as counting. Yeah. Um, but. Almost, you know, straight away we we, we were attacking again, and and, and that those two those two goals that Connor scored to make yeah. it three and four yeah. one were 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 wonderfully good goals and, and 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 excellent pieces of play and work and yeah no it was great yeah and of course Armani getting another one there little two lemon three that's you know yeah it looked it, like um it, uh, Connor had got himself involved in that one as well but when I watched back on the video it was almost as if. Um, Armani Little was allowed to have a little dance around the, the penalty area until <laughs> until deftly lifting it over uh, their goalkeeper with um, with with an Aaron the main outstretched boot, yeah. boot not quite getting there. I mean, and one of the best defences in the league didn't lay a glove on him at all no. when he got there. No. Uh, you mentioned Aaron the main; he came on as a sub. At he made a difference. Didn't he? he looked decent even yeah. even in the brief video highlights. I mean, he 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 made their attacking play down the right much more effective. Yeah. And um, he he got in a couple of crosses and one one indeed that I think it was um, the, the, the 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 other sub that came on at half time yeah, with yeah. him. Had he got his foot to the ball, then I think it, yeah. it could have changed changed the game. But he didn't. He got his foot to the ball, but it wasn't a heavy enough touch. But it was an open goal more or less because the mm. ball had gone past uh, Sean. And um, you know that that was how effective he was. He almost made something happen that had changed the game. And then we might have been talking about a different story, but yeah. as it was, it, it, you know, it, he 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 made a massive impact for for maybe twenty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But after that, I think Torquay were in control. And it was all over. Yeah, good crowd there, about over three thousand. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, um, I was talking to Nick Broderick, who does our column from the the, the the supporters trust before the game, and he he was wondering if there might be four. Um, yeah, I know. It, you yeah. know we, we did speculate last week there might be a 4,000 crowd, but 3,000 isn't bad. 3,000, what was it? Paced with 3,130, 3, yeah. isn't it? Well, there was 500 there odd from, from County, so yeah. that's still a bit disappointing. And Nick does say in the paper today, what what what's it going to take to get fans yeah. to... Well, to, maybe to, Easter to Monday. Maybe yeah, Easter let's, Monday. Yeah, The other thing that I noticed... Easter Monday always does seem to generate a few more yeah. people because... It, some people are back in Torbay from the seeing Quite, family, yeah, etc. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I noticed, there were seven bookings in that. Yeah, game. yeah. Five, five of them Torquay players. And funnily enough, I don't think you you could have watched that game on another day, yeah. and there'd be no bookings whatsoever. Um, was, he loved a card, really well, did. You see, I mean, we just, we quite like James Durkin. You know, and he we, didn't have a good game. No, his, his dad Saturday. obviously was yeah. a, a referee who was very popular with the players. Paul was always a, a referee that the players enjoyed. Uh, playing alongside, but um, yeah, I'm surprised that James Durkin had seven cards. First of all, I'm surprised that he's still playing. It's playing. He's still refereeing in the national league. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why hasn't he gone up when no. some of the people that we have seen, including the some referee, that gave those yes. terrible decisions at, at, at Ashton Gate last year, and now in the league? Yeah. Um, I, I like I like the, the venom in that. Some, some people, people yeah. are in the league. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he's still there. However, you know, I'm, I'm not an, uh, an adjudicator or whatever they call them that, that, that check out their performances. Um, 
No, the, the, he gave far too many yellow cards. Yeah. And actually, the, the lad who does the PA stats, uh, <coughs> uh, sorry, I don't know your name, who sits next to us and chats to us, he, um, he did say at the start of the game, oh, it's Paul Durkin, he averages about five cards a game. He well, he averaged yeah. about five cards for us. He gave them two, so it was seven and all. But no, they weren't, they, weren't, they weren't yellow cards, most of them. So Woking, tomorrow, Good Friday, away at Woking. Um, their form's been a little bit indifferent at the moment, but of course they're under new management, which make, always makes you think, hang on a minute, let's see, uh, let's see how that goes. Darren Sarl, yeah, he's, two L's. Uh, yeah, good manager, did, good, did well at, um, at Yeovil. Um, you know, sort of kept Yeovil bubbling under for quite mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, obviously, I mean, Torquay have got to make some tactical changes. Torquay have got to look at how his teams play. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a winnable game, isn't it? You have to be, at the moment, Torquay have to... I mean, Woking came down and beat us 4-0 mm. on bank holiday. There must be a team we only play on bank holidays. Yeah. Back in August. Uh, we need to uh, we need to go out and do we're, much the same we're, to them. We're a different team, and they're a different we're team. We're a much better team, yeah. aren't we? Uh, I mean... Gary has not been shy in, in in suggesting that over the last four, five, six, seven weeks during this brilliant run that we've been on, that you know, the hangover from yeah. from from Ashton Gate and the fact that we lost those those important players, um, uh, is the reason. It's still having an effect. Yeah, or it was still it's having the reason that the, 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 the start of the yeah. season was so yeah. poor. If we were in this form now, we'd be in second, first, oh, we, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the guy who um, who tore us to pieces, basically, for want of a better phrase, back in August, Tarvon Campbell, is now at Rochdale. Right, OK. So he's not there anymore. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's got... Uh, Woking visits will always be... You'll always remember them because of the 2019 game up there. Yeah, as was pointed out in the interview, uh, Gary's... That, that game... Which which was the game we won it on? I can't remember, but um, it was the game after, wasn't it? Was it was the game yeah, after, yeah. was it at home? But that that it's the the three year anniversary of that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what a season that was, and um, yeah. And the Woking is the three year anniversary of my daughter and I being confronted in the street Ooh. after the game by an elderly Woking fan, who for some reason singled us out. We'd been pretty well behaved, yeah. but singled us out, and came up, stood in front of us, and said, his voice trembling with anger. Don't you ever come back here again? <laughs> As if specifically to me and my daughter Anna. So did you just? I go, haven't, been, haven't been back since. Yeah, did you go fine? <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> Cheers, <okay>. mate. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was. It was a lively. You, you even did the little shake of the day. head that goes with the whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, people going out. If you're was, going up to that one tomorrow, have a safe journey. It was an extraordinary game. That it one was wasn't an it? extraordinary yeah. day out. Eastley on Monday won't be a pushover. No. Eastley a nineteenth. Uh, they've only won twice since uh, the beginning of January, mm-hmm. yeah, during which time they've lost 13 games. So they will be a pushover. He's dangerous, isn't it? Dangerous. It's dangerous to say that. They're a team that we should be able to take the lead, hold the lead, yeah. and put yeah. them away. I'd, I'd settle to, for a 1-0 or 2-0, though. I think, I think Gary's tactics this weekend, uh, long weekend, will be get goals quickly Yeah. in both yeah. games. Get ahead, yeah. stay ahead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and dominate the play. Not that you wouldn't want to do that in <coughs> any other game, but tactics might be slightly different for other games. But I think in this these games, I think it's yeah. got to get goals early, get 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 away from them, make them feel like they're inadequate, mm. and uh, and just push on from there. Just getting back to Knotts County. I, well, funnily enough, I, I was going to go back to Knotts County on. as well. You first. 
Ian Birchnell's quotes after yeah. the Notts County game were all about how we shouldn't have lost to Torquay. Uh, we were, it was shocking. Their performance was shocking, etc., etc., etc. But he was implying all the way through that Torquay are where they should be in the division. Yeah. Which, okay, I understand. But I don't think he was looking at Torquay's season as a whole. Yeah, I like, think he was looking at the, the position and going, we're sixth, we should have beaten them, yeah, full stop. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they've done recently. I think it does matter what we've done recently. I think we're a better team than six, yeah. uh, than 10th than, than or 11th when we met them. And I don't think he got that. And I, I also think that's disrespectful. It's like when Wrexham said that they shouldn't have lost to Tin Pot Torquay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't... Uh, yeah. That's, it's just, just one of the things that you don't say. But, Rex, but it, Wrexham's just a... PR stunt anyway, isn't it? So we're not worried about them. We're not worried about them at all. Uh, the thing I was going to say about Notts County was uh, um, one thing that somebody mentioned to me had happened in the game. Uh, <coughs> Notts County, one of these teams that play tactically, they play out from the back. Yeah, and Torquay ish, went yeah. at them, stopped them doing yeah. it, closed it down. The, the memorable day in the early uh, in pre-season when we played Bournemouth under, under 23s and yeah. they were playing out from the back constantly in waves and it was just not working and they no. carried on doing it. I don't think it was that obvious, to be mm. honest with you. But, um, yeah, uh, you've got to be... The, I mean, you've got to be a hell of a team Oh, to you've do got that, to be a great team. The first time Especially I... against a team full of high energy who yeah, want to yeah, stop you doing yeah. it. The first time I ever saw that done in, in a live game at our level was National League South at Western Supermare. Was it? That was a very bad-tempered night, that was. Gary Hours in charge, coming towards the end of Gary Hours' spell at uh, Torquay, yeah. um, unrest in the crowd, etc, etc. But it was notable because Western Supermare played out. The goalkeeper, every time the goalkeeper had the ball, he tapped it sideways to one of his full-backs mm. and they would try and play it out with short passes. And I'd never seen that done before. And it didn't work then. Um, and it, uh, by the sound of it, it didn't, it didn't work, work particularly now. well. Yeah. For County. It doesn't work unless you're Real Madrid it, uh, yeah, yeah, or Bayern yeah, Munich exactly. or Liverpool. Or, and look what happened to Bayern so, Munich this week. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about Atletico Madrid then, because that's the game that everybody's yeah. talking about. It's, yeah. it's one of those things. I, the, the commentators were, oh, we, we don't like to see this. We do. Yes, we do. That's what we <laughs> tune in for. It's why we tune in to watch Piers Morgan or a Boris Johnson press conference, because you know it's going to be awful and you just want to see how awful it's going to um, be. The, the melee yes. at the end, yeah. when uh, um, Foden was fouled and Quite rightly, he was fouled and went he down. Was fouled, but he cleverly rolled himself off the pitch and back on again, yeah. which is what inflamed Savage. But, <laughs> I mean, I thought he was going to drag him off to the changing rooms and beat him up the way he was. I mean, he was literally yanking it. I don't know who the sub was that, that realised what was going on and tried to help. How he didn't get a sent off, I have no idea. How the player who did get sent off but only got a yellow card in the first yeah, half for, yeah. for that awful... Oh, it's awful! A it's a um, elbow, basically, yeah. on on uh, on Foden. Uh, you know, both of those, and then there was a headbutt in there, which yeah. we've seen this morning yeah. in pictures. Um, the, the the camera got the close up quite well on alive of um, whoever it was pulling. Yeah, pulling Grealish's hair. That was I mean, I'm sure. Again, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you, that's probably the worst thing you can do to Grealish. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch the hair. <laughs> do anything, but don't touch the hair. That's... And then we see videos this morning of, of it all going off in yeah. the um, quite nastily all going off in the the changing rooms or, or the tunnel to the church. They're not tunnels anymore, are they? They're, they're not. They're, no, like... they're lavishly carpeted halls. <laughs> yeah, hallway. Yeah, hallway. The hallway back to the changing room. 
But I, 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 it always makes me smile a little bit when you hear commentators say, well, that's not... We don't want to see that. It's disgraceful. No, no place no. for that in the modern game. And fans like you and me who've watched football through the 80s and the 70s and that are thinking... Yeah, it always used to be like this. Yeah, this is you know this is how European football used to be. Absolutely, I, absolutely. I, I, I hand on heart, I'm ashamed maybe to admit it, but I thoroughly enjoyed that <laughs> spectacle last night. It it's was, been a good couple of days, isn't it? Because yeah. the Chelsea game before you, <coughs> excuse me, the Chelsea game before you thought they might get back in it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good game. <coughs> but football, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> football red in tooth and claw mm. is uh, is how we like it. A couple of other things to talk about before we finish. It's the, the Women's Cup final, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Yep. We had intended to um, to talk to Grant Fisher, but Grant Fisher isn't the manager of the Talking United women's team. We need to track down Steve Ellswood. Yeah, I, 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 I saw game. Matt Green on, on Saturday, came over to say hello, and I said, we need a word. And he said, yeah, I'll ring you during the week, but he hasn't so far. He's, he's a busy man. <laughs> but we'll try and get a chat before next week's podcast. It's happening on April 22nd. It's Friday, Friday week. Yeah. It's a seven o'clock kickoff. It's early. Yeah. At Coach Road, Chalker United versus Exeter City. It's the County Cup final. Uh, big one. Big yeah. one. It's going to be a big game. Chalky finished the season. They just lost out by the odd goal in five. Yeah, they had a poor start and then things changed a bit and Grant came in and they, they really improved. And, and I've spoken about why, why that is, is because he's a very experienced mm. manager in the women's game. He's gone now. Uh, mutual consent, apparently. Uh, so we, we, we shall see. Um, what happens with the management team there uh, over the summer? But they 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 did all right. They did all yeah. right. It'd be good to see a lot of the yellow army there for that match on the twenty second. Yeah. Just flagging it up early for you. You can get a, a pint there and everything, so it's a nice, it's a place, nice place to, to watch football. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice place to watch football, and it is a seven o'clock kickoff, so it's an early one. <clears throat> and we put something out there last week asking people to remember their iconic goals. <coughs> Iconic Plainmore goals. Armani Little's first against Notts County on oh, yes. Saturday will be one of them, oh, I'm yes. sure. Uh, we had a couple of responses. Julian. Um, I thought you were going to say an Armani little free kick that is in my head from some time ago, but I can't remember. He does them. He, he comes up with them. Julian came up with the Luke Young volley, which beat Wrexham 2 1 in uh-huh. October 2014. And the first Talk United goal he he saw... Luke Young, 2014. Yeah. That's scary, isn't it? Long time ago. Uh, 19, April 1975, Ian oh, Twitchin from 15 oh, yards in front of the mini stand. Yeah. Now, there was a player. A 2-1 win over Hartlepool was clinched by that goal. Yeah. But the best story on iconic goals comes this week from a podcast listener called Michael Tobin. Okay. Who emailed in <clears> after the um, after we spoke last week. And he remembers a goal from the 1987-88 season in Division 4. We were playing Hereford. It was November the 21st that year. And Michael Tobin was there with his uh, his mate, Gary Wright, who was a YTS trainee. Oh, yeah, I remember Gary Wright. Yeah. Yeah. at that time. Now, Gary wasn't playing in that game, so right. they'd, they'd gone for a, a half a pint of shandy. Yeah, only? Before the game. He, t- he assures me, uh-huh. half a pint of shandy okay. before the game. Uh, and they were arriving at the ground when just before kickoff, there was an announcement went out over the tannoy. Could Gary Wright please report <laughs> to the home dressing room? Because uh, one of the other players had been injured in the warm-up. Right. So Gary Wright, <coughs> he, he, fortunately, he'd only had a half a pint of shandy. Yeah, OK. Reported to Cyril Knowles yeah. in the home dressing room uh, and was told that he was he was on the bench. <laughs> so he got himself um, got himself changed, got himself on the bench, wasn't expecting to play much of a part in the game, but of course, as luck would have it, 
on he comes. Right. The first thing he did, apparently, so Michael tells us, was to absolutely clean out Ian Bowyer, the celebrated right. European Cup winning yep. Ian Bowyer, uh, took him out with a challenge which, um, which was straight out of the uh, Atletico Madrid playbook. But then the iconic goal, Gary Wright provided the cross from which Dave Caldwell scored with his bicycle kick Wow. The winning goal, again, that was at the mini stand end, if I remember rightly. Uh, so that was the iconic goal for Michael Toby. Well, that's quite a story. And a I nice like little story, story to yeah, go with absolutely. it as well. absolutely, yeah. Uh, good that Michael's <coughs> listening in for the podcast. Hope Gary Wright's around and, and still doing well. We remember Gary, him. Gary, right, right, right. He played a few games, played about half a dozen games, Did he? didn't he? Yeah, yeah I, I think. I, I, as I've said many, many times, I'm going through old archives, etc., and all that other business at the moment. And I've got a couple of photos, so... yeah. There you go. But that goal of Dave Caldwell's, I remember the goal. I don't remember the cross. I'm, I, I apologise to Gary I, I apologise to Dave Caldwell. I mean, I was there, I'm sure, but I don't remember the goal. But um, I'm sure it was, it was a cracker. It was a cracker. You got, it, you, got it, you got it etched into your memory, have you? Well, to introduce yourself to, to your new fans yeah. by winning the game with an yeah. overhead kick. Was it kick. the debut then, was it? it Did was you say? Sorry, debut, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he went on to do it once or twice more. The the, the bicycle kick in front of goal was a, a bit of a speciality. Mm. As far as I remember, he did it at Highfield Road in the game against Coventry in the oh, Cup. Oh, I was there, but I don't remember that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they didn't didn't um, didn't go <clears throat> in that time. But uh, what a player he was. Um, so that's uh, yeah, those iconic goals go. Yeah. That's a cracker. Thank you very much for that, Guy, Michael. As we sit here, the players are starting to turn up and wonder. I know. I know. I know they're all wearing their slides as well. We've got to get a pair of these. Have we? We used to call them flip flops. They're called slides now. Oh, are they sliders? Sliders. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I still oh, call them flip flops. We got to get. A and anyway, they hurt. <laughs> I don't like the way that, that big strut thing goes in between. Oh, the they big don't. Do, and... They don't do that. These these new ones, they just they go over the top of your foot. Oh, okay. With right. the the three stripes I'll stick to my or on them. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, the with old the players man are moccasins. The players. Are... <laughs> The players arriving indicates that it's probably time that we wrapped up the podcast. Old and went man Moccasin sounds like a bloke from a, from a, a vintage book. Doesn't it does, it? or it sounds like a, a blues singer, yeah. a, a contemporary of C6 Steve. Yeah, he, the, he might have been a suede. He, oh, very good. <laughs> I can hear Jules Holland introducing him now. Old man uh, Moccasin. With a track from his new album. It's <laughs> Old Man Moccasin. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening. We this have has been, been the, <laughs> the Yellow Army podcast from Sunny Seal Hain. Have a great weekend. Have a it good could Easter. Be a good one, couldn't a, it? A double header weekend, yeah. which we always love. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, to talk about another good haul of points and goals. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I have a good feeling about this weekend. I do. I agree with you. And there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be able to synchronise this properly this week, seeing as we're sitting about absolutely. a foot apart. Yeah. So we finish, as ever, Come, Come on, on, you, you yellows. yellows.